The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right, welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for thevikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for The Viking Age. Before we get started, make sure to follow The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at The Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash The Viking Age. All right, let's get into some Vikings news. All right, before we get into a preview of the Vikings and Cowboys matchup in Week 11 this Sunday... I want to take care of a, a little uh, Vikings news that came about today on Thursday as I'm recording this. Uh, the Vikings released their injury report today. Ezra Cleveland, uh, their starting right guard, is dealing with an ankle injury. He has not practiced this week. He missed both Wednesday and Thursday's practice. So that will be interesting to see if he practices on Friday. It's not looking good, and it looks like, you know, maybe Brett Jones or Ali Udo will step in and... Uh, play right guard for the Vikings on Sunday since Pat Elfline is no longer with the team. The other significant news that came about on Thursday is that CJ Ham was added to the Vikings reserve COVID-19 list. Uh, this either means that he tested positive or he came in close contact with someone who did. If this happened on Wednesday, then Ham would actually have a chance to play on Sunday since the NFL requires players who come in close contact with someone who tested positive for the virus to test negative for at least five consecutive uh, days in a row. So since Ham was put on the list on Thursday, that only gives him four days, uh, and the fifth day would come on Monday. So it looks like the Vikings will be without C.J. Ham against the Cowboys, and we will see if that makes a whole lot of difference against the Cowboys team, who is two and seven. For more on the Cowboys, let's get into this week's preview. All right, so this Sunday at 3.25 p.m. Central Time, the 4-5 and five Vikings will be taking on the 2-7 and seven Cowboys inside U.S. Bank Stadium. Now, over the years, the Vikings and Cowboys have created some of the most memorable moments in NFL history together. You had the Roger Staubach Hail Mary in the 1975 playoffs. Oh, I'm sorry. The Drew Pearson push-off game, actually. My mistake. You had the Herschel Walker trade between the Vikings and Cowboys in 1989. That turned out terribly for the Vikings and resulted in three Super Bowl wins for the Cowboys. And, of course, you had Randy Moss demolishing the Cowboys' defense on Thanksgiving, not once, but twice. 
But this season is a much different story for both the Vikings and the Cowboys. The Vikings are currently riding a three-game winning streak after starting 1-5, and and the Cowboys have only won two of their nine games this season, and they are in the middle of a four-game losing streak. The Cowboys' season went off the rails back in Week 5 when Dak Prescott suffered a gruesome ankle injury and it knocked him out for the rest of the year. During the Cowboys' first four games with Prescott as their starter this year, they averaged 31.5 points per matchup. In their last four games without Prescott on the field, the Cowboys have averaged just over 10 points per matchup. Prescott was obviously a huge part of their offense, and nothing has really been going right for the Cowboys since he was lost for the season. Andy Dalton is expected to be the starter for the Cowboys when they take on the Vikings this weekend. After nine years with the Cincinnati Bengals, Dalton signed with the Cowboys before the start of this season to be the team's backup behind Prescott. Dalton has appeared in four games for the Cowboys this year, starting in two of them. During those four appearances, he has completed 61.2% of his passes for 452 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions while registering an underwhelming 64.4 passer rating. The last time Dalton faced the Vikings team with Mike Zimmer as their head coach, the quarterback ended up throwing for just 113 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions in a 34-7 loss to Minnesota back in 2017 when he was with the Bengals. Despite the lack of fear Dalton brings to the table, the Cowboys still have plenty of weapons on the offensive side of the ball for the Vikings to worry about. Even though Ezekiel Elliott has been struggling this year, the Dallas running back is still talented enough to gash an opposing defense. Then the Cowboys have a trio of receivers in Amari Cooper, Sadie Lamb, and Michael Gallup who are all capable of burning any of the Vikings' young corners down the field for an easy touchdown. Against the Vikings' last season, Cooper went off for 11 catches, 147 yards, and a touchdown. Minnesota cannot have something like that happen again this week. On the defensive side of the ball, the Cowboys are pretty terrible. They have allowed the most points in the NFL this season. They can't keep opposing receivers out of the end zone. They can't stop the run. And they've caused one turnover or less in eight of their nine games this season. With the Cowboys allowing the third most rushing yards per carry this year, Vikings running back Delvin Cook has the potential to get back to putting up monster numbers like he did against the Packers in Week 8 and against the Lions in Week 9. The Cowboys' pass defense is a little better as they've allowed the 11th fewest passing yards per game in the league this season, but they've also given up the third most passing touchdowns this year, so interpret that however you wish. But that's going to do it for me. Let's get to this week's guest for more about the Cowboys and their upcoming matchup against the Vikings. All right, joining the show now to help us get more familiar with the Vikings' next opponent is someone who is a part of the fan-sided family. He helps run fan-sided's Cleveland Browns site, uh, Dog Pound Daily, and he contributes a bunch of other content for a number of other fan-sided sites as well. But he is also a Dallas Cowboys fan, so he is here to help us learn a little bit more about the Vikings Week 11 opponent. So welcome to the show, Mr. Randy Gersey. Hey, thanks for having me, man. No problem. Okay, so the Cowboys are 2-7 and seven so far this season. Correct. Obviously disappointing for them given uh, all their expectations that they had. Um, could you possibly summarize everything that's gone on 
with the Cowboys so far this season for uh, for the Vikings fan list, Vikings fans listening who maybe haven't been following the Cowboys too closely this year? Yeah, I mean, they, they were uh, like some of the other teams that had to make a few switches at a, a you know, head coach, defense coordinator, things like that. They were a little behind the eight ball on defense, which, you know, clearly showed itself early with how they were playing. Um, with, you know, with COVID and everything going on, you just didn't have enough time to install a lot of those systems. Um, but even with that being the case, Cowboys had big expectations. You know, head coach Mike McCarthy was in his first year, but he kept Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator, uh, which ended up being a pretty smart call because then there was nothing new for the offense to learn. The play caller stayed the same, all that kind of stuff. So kind of seemed like they'd be able to, you know, if they could just weather the storm as the defense uh, tried to catch up to speed, they'd be fine. Um, you know, it, as it should have been expected, you know, they struggled at first, uh, had a couple losses. Uh, well, they had a loss early and then had a, you know, lucky win against the, the, the Falcons with the onside kick and everything. And then had, you know, a couple more losses, but uh, things started to fall apart once injuries happened. Dak Prescott um, breaking his ankle was the big one. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> they had Andy Dalton as the backup who, you know, for all, all intents and purposes, is a good backup to have. But uh, he's not exactly the most mobile in the world. And then they have both tackles on IR. Their uh, swing tackle was also injured for a while. He played a game against Washington with four backup offensive linemen, and then he went down hurt. So it's just been one injury after another for Dallas. Um, their starting corner, Jadobi Awuzie, was injured. Uh, he's starting to come back now, and they lose Trayvon Diggs for the year. So it's just been a lot of injuries, and that's where, where they're sitting at right now, just kind of, uh, you know, nine nine games into the season they're already needing to look ahead to next year but only a game and a half out of first place in the in the nfc east <laughs> yeah and if if we're being serious you know you lose your quarterback uh that's you really the season's pretty much over so the worst thing that happened for them is if they do end up somehow getting into that division race because that team's not competing in the playoffs against anybody all right so i know there's a lot to choose from um, but what would you say has been the most frustrating thing about the Cowboys season so far? I would have to say it's probably the play of the linebackers coming into the season. It seemed like that might've been able to be a strength of the team. You felt like, you know, Jalen Smith, he, he regressed a bit last year after signing the big contract, but you know, there was a lot of talk about him being a great fit in Mike Nolan's scheme. Uh, they were moving him to the outside linebacker, <laughs> moving uh, Leighton Vander Esch to middle linebacker. Vander Esch also got hurt for a few games there. Uh, but neither one of them have really taken to the new role very well. Vander Esch, you know, he, was, he has yet to recapture what he showed in his rookie season. And Jalen Smith just seems to be falling off a cliff, making a lot of plays that are helping the opposing team, you know, missing a lot of uh, tackles, uh, leaving defenders or uh, leaving tight ends wide open when he's supposed to be covering them. So that that's definitely been the most uh, frustrating thing for Cowboys fans. Yeah. Um, so are the Cowboys, do you think they're worse with Mike McCarthy as their head coach? and? How shocking would it be, do you think, if he isn't the team's head coach in 2021? It's it's kind of hard to answer that. You'd like to give him a pass for the fact that, you know, you've had so many injuries. But at the same time, you're not seeing a whole lot of progression. You're seeing, you know, a lot of the same mistakes over and over. And I think the most concerning thing for me uh, was, I believe it was ahead of week seven, when you started to hear all the talk about the, in the locker room, uh, players upset with the coaching staff, players questioning the play calling, things like that. You know, for all of Jason Garrett's faults, um, in 10 years, he never once lost the locker room. And it kind of seemed like McCarthy was starting to do that after six, seven weeks or so, which is very concerning. So in that sense, it wouldn't be too shocking. But I can also see uh, Jerry Jones 
trying to give him a pass because of the injuries and trying one more year. Do you know, do you happen to know how long his contract is, his coaching contract for the Cowboys is? I believe it was a five-year contract. I'm not 100% on that. That's usually, I know, I, I, I know that's typically what they, they like to give. Um, you know, Jason Garrett got two separate five-year contracts. I believe they gave Mike McCarthy something similar. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, is there anything that the Cowboys do well this season? Not really right now. I mean, you know, early in the season when Prescott was healthy, they, you know, they were one of the best passing teams in the NFL. You know, he was throwing it all over. Of course, you know, you have to do that when you're trailing by 30 points a game. Um, but they were really, they were dangerous with, with uh, throwing the ball through the air. They looked a, they looked a lot better um, against Pittsburgh with Garrett Gilbert out there. He was definitely an improvement from Ben DiNucci, who, uh, he was seventh round picks. I don't know what people were expecting, but he definitely looked like he was struggling out there. Um, Gilbert was able to push the ball down the field a little more, get it to CD lamb. Uh, he just, he, you know, the rookie receivers just, he's special. Um, he's one of those guys you get him the ball and slants, get him in the middle of the field and he can make people miss. So that's still going to be their number one thing. Um, you know, a lot of people are going to talk about Zeke in the running game, but that's been awful this year. So they're still, even without Dak Prescott running is a thing they or excuse me, throwing is a thing they still do the best, but they need to find some consistency there as well. Um, what's something that makes you excited about the future of the Cowboys? I really like the play of, of, of the rookies this year. Um, CD Lamb, who I already mentioned, has looked, you know, he he looks like one of the better uh, wide receivers. I know, I think if Prescott stayed healthy, he'd be right up there in the conversation, one of the best rookie receivers. And I think Justin Jefferson is kind of starting to run away with that right now. Um, T Higgins, Jerry Judy are also, you know, playing really well. So there's some really good receivers out there, but I think he's right in there in the mix with them. And then you have um, Trayvon Diggs was really starting to come on. You know, he struggled a lot. He got picked on a lot early in the season, that game against Philly when he had the two interceptions, you started to see the, the playmaker that he was at Alabama. Like you're starting to get that confidence, that swagger. So that was encouraging. And then uh, the last week or two, they've started putting Neville Gallimore on the field a bit at defensive tackle since cutting Don Terry Poe. And uh, Gallimore's definitely been an improvement. Um, he also looks like he could be a, a, a real player. And, you know, that's even without getting guys like Bradley and I on the field, who I think he's kind of flashed in a few snaps that he's gotten. So it definitely their rookie class this year is something to be excited about. All right. So let's say the Cowboys, they continue to struggle this year and they end up with a top five pick in the 2021 draft is Dak Prescott, the starting quarterback for the Cowboys in 2021. Yeah, I think he is. I think, um, yeah, I've always said, if you're, you believe in your guy, you bite the bullet and you pay him. I mean, everyone thought Jimmy Garoppolo's contract was nuts. David Carr's contract, excuse me, Derek Carr's contract was nuts. Now all of a sudden theirs are nothing. So, I mean, you just, you need to hurry up and you just pay him. Uh, if it's your guy, and I think Dallas drug their feet a bit, it's going to cost them a lot of money. But I think the way you see the team just fall apart without him, I think that's kind of that might have been the best thing for him long term because it kind of showed the Cowboys what they're missing out or what they're going to be missing out on if they let him walk. So I, I don't think that they're going to turn around and go with a rookie. You know, Jerry Jones wants to win now. He's not getting any younger. Uh, Dak showing him that he can get the ball and he can move the ball through the air. So I, I think that they're they're going to get it done this offseason. All right, so looking ahead to uh, the, the game, actually, on Sunday uh, between the Vikings and uh, Cowboys, what is one thing you think the Cowboys, you know, absolutely must have, you know, absolutely must do uh, to beat the Vikings? 
they've got to stop Dalvin Cook. Um, their defenses, they've done okay at times against the run, but they also have that ability. I mean, like the Cleveland game, they just got gashed. Uh, Nick Chubb was running, or excuse me, Nick Chubb did start running well, then he got hurt, but then uh, Kareem Hunt, Darius Johnson both ran all over him. Uh, Odell Beckham had that huge run that sealed the game. So Dalvin Cook is, um, he's able to take over a game. You know, the, the Cowboys are going to have their struggles. They're going to give up plays in the passing game, but what they really have to do is keep Cook from just eating up the clock and keeping their offense on the sideline. How confident are you in the Cowboys getting a win on Sunday on a scale of one to 10? I'd probably put it at a one. Unfortunately, the, um, you know, I know Minnesota is struggling early in the year, but they're, they're playing really well right now. They're finally, you know, starting to get things figured out. And, uh, they, they seem like they're really rolling well. <clears throat> I know Dallas is going to get Andy Dalton back, but they still haven't fixed that offensive line. Um, they still, in order for him to be successful, they need they need to be able to run the ball, and they haven't shown anything, you know, to give you confidence that they can do that. You don't think the the bye week, the extra week to prepare, will uh, help them out at all? Unfortunately, no. Um, I'd like to, you know, sit there and say you got the extra time to prepare and all that, but it's. It, it's it's hard when the talent's not there and when you just like i said when you don't have that push up front um and you've got a quarterback who really needs that extra time to get the ball out it's it's it doesn't look good all right so that's gonna do it for us uh today uh thank you randy for joining us uh make sure to follow him on twitter and follow all his writing on on fansite he does great work over there uh, I think he do, you do, do work for NFL Spin Zone, and yep. you do, obviously you do stuff for Dog Pound Daily. Uh, so go check that stuff out. They do great work over there. Uh, make sure to subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. You know, follow the Viking Age on Twitter. Follow the Viking Age on Facebook. Uh, but until next time, we will talk to you later. Yeah.